And we are live. We're live. And uh, so before I, I got a great guest for you guys, by the way. Welcome to 2022 and Games Talk Live, I guess. Uh, got a great guest. But before I get into the guest, I just want to say that, you know, this podcast, you can listen it, listen to it anywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, and it's all there right at your fingertips, you know, and your devices and stuff or your toes or whatever appendage you want to use. I don't care. It's none of my business. But anyway, my it's out there. Okay, and all the streaming services, all the platforms. Uh, anyways, I've got Mav from Fun Speculation here. The Xbox, the ultimate Xbox podcast, the Fun Speculation podcast, his YouTube channel. Uh, I think Fun Speculation now is just, I think they're on the verge of getting bigger and bigger here. I really do. I think uh, I like what you guys are doing over there at Fun Speculation, Mav. You're talking games. You're being real. I love it. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, dude. I was super honored to have uh, you ask me to be on the show. Uh, since you started it, it's been doing absolutely amazing. You got um, great right. guests every week, dude. No, seriously, though, man. I really enjoy watching it. I put a lot of work into it. And just like you said, being real, that's one of my favorite things. I've always been about you. Uh, since I started learning about different people in the community and kind of really getting um, watching different shows and stuff. The one thing that I can always say about Fonz, whether you like his opinion or not, is it's a real actual thought that comes from his mind, which is, a real which is, actual thought. yes, which is likewise good to, too. To likewise, that, Mav, you know? it, yeah, it, thanks, honestly, dude. you, you, you do the same thing. And that's why I wanted uh, to have you on the show today. Uh, I was thinking about guests and I was like, you know what? First up in 2022, Mav. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have you here. And, uh, yeah, so. Let's talk about uh, you a bit here, Mav. Uh, actually, oh, no. no. You know what? Let's not just talk about you, Mav. Uh, last week, I had Asa on, okay, from Game On Daily. Mm -hmm. And we were going through the show, and everything was, like, going great, going great. And at the very end of the show, I realized I didn't do something with him. And that, of course, was five questions. It was the trivia I do. And yeah. I, I vowed next week, as I intended it to be, the very thing, the very first thing we do with with a guest <laughs> would be five questions. So that's what we're going to do now. Five oh. questions. Yep, it's time. I know, I know, you didn't expect to hit you right away with this. I was but... expecting it later, like Asa, you know, because oh, I was yeah, I was watching. No, it. Now no. Asa did pretty horribly as well. So I'm, yeah, I think he got two right. If I, if I remember, uh, I'm, I'm just I'm a little uh, nervous. I've been telling people I've been nervous about this. So we're going to see how it goes, Fonz. I, 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 I really hope you do well. But okay. uh, I will warn you, there there are some hard ones here. OK, there are. All right. uh, well, first, you, you, you've got uh, I've got a super chat here. So you uh, have a little uh, escape here for uh, just a moment from Brigadier's Blue. 499 says, Happy New Year's. Wish I could stay and chat, but work won't let me. I'll definitely catch the show afterwards, though. Keep up the great work, Fonz. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, uh, Blue. Honestly, great supporter. He always comes in and says that. Like, I can't stay, but, you know, I just want to say hi, and I'm going to watch the show later, and I appreciate it, Blue, because I know he will. He always does. He's a great supporter. Anyways, let's get on to these questions, shall we? Let's do it. All right. First question. In uh, Name the character... That is described as Sonic's friendly nemesis. Uh, Knuckles. What? 
Oh, you're right. And I forgot the ding. I almost gave you a totally different thing there. There you go. There's the ding. Oof. You got one right. All right. As long so, as I got one right, one. I'm tied with Asa, apparently. So that's okay. Well, Asa did horribly. Horribly. <laughs> Asa didn't even know what. Well, he knew Sam Fisher, but he didn't really play Splinter Cell. And I couldn't believe yeah. that. Well, that's the thing about Asa. He hates stealth games. I, I do too, normally. I hate stealth yeah. games, but I love Splinter Cell. It, yeah, it's a different case for Splinter Cell. I don't know why, but it is. What happens in the beginning of Halo 2 that ends the award ceremony? Oh, the, so, the, the Covenant at attack the ship. Yes! You got it right. Two. You got two. Look at that. Oh, that doing well. These are easy, man. Oh, okay. oh, oh, really? Really? Okay. So here's <laughs> one. How many Call of Duty games are there in the main series? Oh, in the main series. Okay, How so many? what do you... Okay, so we got Call of Duty, Call of Duty 2, Call of Duty 3, there's, there's, uh, Call of Duty 4. There's a lot. Uh, Call of Duty You'd Ghost. Be surprised. Call of Duty Advanced Warfighter. Call of Duty World War II. Uh, Call of Duty... Oh, uh, well, shoot. I'm forgetting all the Black Ops games. Oh, my gosh. Black. Okay. Black Ops. Yeah. Th this Black is Ops online, too. So, but you can't okay. cheat. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to take a stab and say 14. 19. 19? 19 Call of Duty games. Mainline Call of Duty games. 19. You know, there's Look been one every year since what? Like 20. It's, it's insane 20, how many 19. Uh, how many? Uh, games but hey that's only one question you got wrong but see that's what happens when you when, when you get like cocky and you're like ah these are easy i'm gonna i'm gonna get these <laughs> yeah not so not, not feeling so good now are you mav no that was that was tough man that, <laughs> that was, tough. was tough all right what year did xbox discontinue the connect what year did it finally go away okay so completely oh man this was the middle in the middle of the xbox one generation and it was after Phil took over. And I think it was like three or four years into Xbox One. So I'm going to say around 2017. Correct. Whoa, look at you, uh, man. Uh, that that was go. really good. That was good, man. I'm glad you got that one. Uh, All-time favorite gaming experience. Okay. All-time favorite gaming experience. Um both involve my wife one oh, of them nice. happened this past year playing it takes two with her um i hear that a lot i hear yeah, it a lot it, it was amazing like uh going through all that but I, I gotta go back to really kicking off and playing halo 2 with her a lot because that's when we really started like bonding over a console game you know oh, what i mean awesome. playing game, playing games together she was really had been playing a lot of sims and stuff on pc at the time and had never really been super into console except when she was really little. So then going into playing Halo 2, I got her into um, playing some multiplayer and she just got better and better and better and she started to really love it. And then I remember when like they introduced Team Doubles, right? Mm -hmm. Into a Halo 2 playlist, you really got into that and we just played, played that all the time. That's so awesome. I would say playing Halo 2 with my wife. For sure. That is awesome, man. I like that. I'm going to accept that. I like that. Uh, so you look at that, man. You only missed one. Yeah, and that was uh, man, that was a hard one. That was a hard one, dude. Okay. Yeah, but I you, feel better now. Oh man, Asa, 
wherever you're at, if you're listening to this at all, Gaz, you're in the chat. Tell Asa he's a loser compared to Mav here. Mav knew his stuff. <laughs> Anyways, no, Asa's a great I was guy. yelling at my screen last week when he was answering those Splinter Cell questions. You know? Yeah, I bet. I bet. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about you a minute here, Mav. So let's okay. let's go all the way back. I want your origin story into gaming. Uh, let's go back to baby Mav. Okay, maybe not baby Mav, but young Mav, because baby Mav probably has, you know, tiny little hands and fingers. He couldn't uh, control them. <laughs> so young Mav, where did you start in this whole gaming scene? Well, we can start with baby Mav because I was oh, born with an, with an Intellivision in the house, right? Ooh, that's So nice. if you, oh, you want to nice. say that's about classic hard to control the one thing about the intellivision was it had pictures right that you could hit for the buttons so it was easy to learn even even as a young kid so i remember playing burger time and snafu um utopia frog bog all that stuff on the intellivision so baby and, mav it started at baby mav yeah it did yeah I, i've that. always loved video games like uh That's my awesome. brother and sister were into them as well and they were way older than me like my brother's six years older and my my sister's eight years older than me well so if you were baby would... mav they couldn't be younger you know because then it would be that's true you know yeah, womb, the baby womb, of the family womb baby or you know who knows anyways let's <laughs> get on with this so so you started at the intellivision basically yeah yeah that's my earliest memories of playing the television and then my brother because he's older what year are we talking what year i was born in 83 so i was playing probably oh, at the wow. age of three or three or four you know, like, dang. As soon as that, you can okay, hold Mav. up a uh, controller. You well, know? let me just say, you, do, you don't look that old, man. You don't look that old. Yeah, I'm 38 now. Yeah, you don't look it. Yeah, good. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's, good. It's, it's, it's my good, it's my chubby youthful skin. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that baby Mav skin. You still got <laughs> it. You still got it. So the Intellivision, and then what did you graduate to? So next was a Sega Master Mav, System. You know, yeah. Toddler this Mav. is the Sega Master System, and the cool thing about this was um it had games like double dragon and stuff on it you know and i me and my brother played that all the time um we played like football um double dragon i remember alf oh, double was dragon there. was great yeah they had that like uh safari game that because it came with a light gun um and all that stuff so my the, that, that was the next next console i would have chosen the nes which a lot of my friends had at the time um so i i, I went and played on the nes at a lot of their houses but we had the master system which was which was a lot of fun um oh you had the master then, system as well see i i didn't yeah. get the master system i had the nes at the time but my best friend had a master system so we we used to play each at each other's house all the yeah. time so what did you like that would you like better I, I i liked them both i, I didn't have a yeah. preference man uh there, there was there, there no was, console wars back no then. Well, the only time it ever came up was during, like, the 16-bit generation. It was the whole, yeah. you know, your Mortal Kombat doesn't have blood, mine does, that sort of thing. Right. Like, yeah. It wasn't, did, you it, didn't get, did you get into schoolyard fights at the playground? Like, not yelling at all. across the not, way? Not, with, not, with not at two. all. No. Crews no, of, of no. kids and saying, hey. Yeah. I didn't aim for the head. And, has no games. Yeah. I didn't aim for the head in uh, dodgeball because he had an Xbox, uh, not an Xbox, but a Genesis. Uh, no. Yeah. None of that. Okay. So. But yeah, so you you, that's, that's you, good. you got a Nintendo or a, sorry a Genesis, a Master System, a Master and a Genesis. System, yeah. So the next actually after the Master System was the SNES. I got that for my oh, ninth you did. birthday. Yeah. Wow. So you switched sides. Yeah. Well, I always wanted the flip flopper man. I, yeah, I, dude, I was a flip flopper. I didn't ever get a I didn't ever get a Genesis because it was like we were a one one console family. It's just whatever what we got. That's what we had. You know. 
and uh but luckily was able to move through the generation still you know and involved yeah. usually selling what you had you know and the games and stuff to be able to help get the new one but it always <laughs> happened so the next step up for us was the snes which was amazing super mario world um lots of freaking amazing games back on the snes yeah those days, so. i like that uh, comment by the way from lord roughness master system has no games yeah <laughs> it that had was games sir it had games the, the you know what i liked is, back then did you play yeah. rambo on the master system they i did i played I, I probably did i was yeah. so young that i can't remember a lot of the stuff i i, I remember the ones that like stood alex out alex kid and all that yeah now, our type my brother our type yeah. yeah so we played a lot of our type and i always was trying to like play the things my brother was into because i wanted to either be as good as him or beat him right Smart. but i was i was i wasn't you know i wasn't good enough yet so yeah was, you weren't good enough so toddler mav wasn't good enough you know pre uh pre-teen mav wasn't good enough but when did you get better when did you get really good at games and then you just kicked your brother's butt that was probably in the either the ps2 or original xbox well it has to be the ps2 era because uh you know people get older they move out right so yeah, when the original yeah. xbox came out my brother uh, didn't live this anymore but yeah, it, you kicked him out I, I i get yeah. it i'm good with that yeah so ps2 like i was really into it um, dreamcast also um ps1 you know i i there's so many games i remember playing resident evil with my brother actually and uh Great we would game. like take turns dude and it, we were playing it late at night it was storming outside and uh lightning was striking and stuff and back then that was like an immersive scary experience i like resident how you evil. set that up it was lightning outside and it we was, playing it resident was evil yeah i remember it to this day there's another game back then called d on the ps1 that was like that d. and another one called clock tower i remember clock tower i don't remember d don't remember yeah, that d one d was like is kind of like resident evil uh, but it was like vampires oh okay okay yeah uh it's kind of like that silent hills slash resident evil game probably you know? not as good right no but it was still no. memorable like i remember having a great time with that game but not not like not like you, resident evil do you remember the control scheme for resident evil the mechanics it was it was so bad oh yeah uh, but, it was so see, bad, the, but it was so good this, the, the, it, it gave you this tension though that you don't get in the games today really of um, course i would say resident evil 7 was was kind of close to replicating that but resident evil 7 does it more with like you don't know who's going to be around the corner with jump scare type stuff but like uh resident evil 1 the original when you're playing that way it was like when you open the door you don't know what's on the other side every time and yeah. it had this uh it's just this exploration element that i think is is really cool to go back to and, and uh, I think they replicated it pretty well in some of these newer Resident Evil remakes and stuff. But, um, man, yeah. it was still classic. I actually kind of preferred the how hamstrung you were with the controls because it made you feel very vulnerable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That otherwise, it would have been easy because the zombies were slow. Yeah, they were. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, growing up, you had uh, pretty much best of both worlds when it came to nintendo and sega yeah did you say did you yeah. did you ever have the dreamcast dreamcast is one of my favorite consoles of all time. yeah it, it yeah. is my favorite console of all time hands down it just to me it was so ahead of its time it, it was just an amazing console had great games i 
the the downfall of Sega was really sad in in the yeah. console space because I was very I was a, sad as well. I was a big fan of Sega, huge fan, and Dreamcast was definitely my favorite console. Uh, I just liked everything about it, man. The form factor, the look, the the games, uh, the the online connectivity. It was the like the first of its kind that really. Yep. Like took advantage of that. Like, yeah, and I played my two NFL two K five and stop motion animation because the lag was so bad. Everybody had you know dial up back then, but I didn't care. Mm -hmm. I was online, damn it. I was typing to these guys, talking mess, you know. And uh, we we played things like uh, Fantasy Star Online as well. That was another yep. one. It was it was a great time. Yeah. So Dreamcast, one of your favorites. Uh, then what what did you move into after that era? After that was Xbox. You know, OG OG Xbox, uh, and that was because my friends brought over an Xbox because I'd, I'd heard about it. I'd heard about Halo, but I was so into my at the time into my PS2 because yeah. uh, after the Dreamcast kind of died, I still had my Dreamcast and my PS2, and I kind of switched between the two. Right? Um, yeah. Um, by the way, speaking of Dreamcast, did you ever play Tokyo Extreme Racer? No, I didn't. That is one of the like best racing games of freaking really? all time. Really? Yeah. I wasn't a huge racing fan, but I'll tell you what, I did get a whole setup, a racing wheel, everything for Gran Turismo 2. Oh, yeah. PlayStation 2. That's another, my, those first few Gran Turismo games, man, freaking love them. Uh, for the first Gran Turismo, I feel like um, the, a lot of racing games today can learn a lot if they just go back in time and yeah. look at some of these older games and how they did uh, career modes and stuff like that and, but to give you that sense of progression. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, and that grind aspect. But yeah, we went, moved into the Xbox and my my, cause my friends had brought over um, Halo and we started playing uh, split screen, you know, mm -hmm. and then then another one got an Xbox and then I got an Xbox and then we started hooking them all up throughout the house. So we had like three TVs hooked yeah. up with with Land cables parties. running everywhere to play. Yeah. And it was amazing, dude. It got me so into Xbox and that that really changed everything at that point and you want to say like when i really got good and really got interested i started playing really like for a while really hardcore competitively you know uh, yeah. not like in the actual like tournament scene or whatever but like online when halo 2 dropped and we got xbox live i mean we were playing like seven eight hours a, a night and non-stop every day with the same group of like four people I I you did know. the same thing. Uh, when Xbox Live was pretty brand new, I was playing Ghost Recon, the original, mm -hmm. and loved it. And I actually went into tournaments and stuff with a group of friends of mine, and we used to play all the time. We used to make up these tournaments. Uh, that we used to go to this website, and there used to be a tournament brackets. You play against this team yeah, this like Wednesday clan night. Battles. Clan like, battles. Basically, yes, that's what it was. And, I, and, and we had our own clan, and it was actually uh, – named after my uh my old gamer tag which i still have by the way i oh, still yeah? have two nice. yeah burt reynolds by the way uh that was my gamer tag yeah uh still is i'm keeping that i'm never letting it go so i have two accounts uh but burt reynolds <laughs> uh yeah that i used to fight under that name and it was so funny because people would be like because we'd have open lobbies and stuff and you hear people going man burt reynolds just killed me you know and just, they'd mm -hmm. get all pissed off in it it was just funny, and I'd, I'd get some people going, "Are you the real Burt Reynolds?" No, no, no just no. But you should just swear ram with it. Boss. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I, yeah. I did. I was just like, "Yeah, it's me." And there were just um, be like, wow, the funny thing is, cause you say that like the Burt Reynolds thing. Uh, I remember playing before on Halo CE, playing yeah. on XB, X, 
Xbox Connect, right? Which was like a, a way of playing online back then. Um, it was like another site before Xbox Live was there. So you could play like Halo 1 online. And uh, there was this guy, I remember this one match, like his name was Bob Saget. <laughs> oh, just, wow. He yeah. was really good. So we all just kept getting annihilated by Bob Saget. So, yeah, yeah. So it uh, still rings in my brain. There, there, you know, it's funny. Uh, this isn't that long ago, but uh, when Destiny first launched, uh, what, last generation, early on, I remember I was playing Destiny with a friend, and we were in the tower together, and we were getting some stuff. And all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, he goes, hey, Fonz, there goes your friend. And I go, who? And I look, you know, I look, my character turns around, and I'm looking at the guy, and the guy walks by, and he has the name The Real Gosling. <laughs> and I, we just started cracking up, like, Ryan, is that you? We're just messing with him. Uh, it's but it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. But people come up with some creative names, and... Uh, Back then, I just, you know, Xbox Live, I was on in the uh, beta, and I didn't know mm -hmm. what to name my, you know, gamer tag or anything. It was all kind of new. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to put my real name out there, so I don't know. I'll be Burt Reynolds. Screw it. You know? <laughs> That's a clever name, man. Yeah. Like, like I, you want to know funny. what my clan battle's name was? What? Um, so I had a clan battle's uh, tag or for or our clan or whatever, and it was for Ghost Recon also, because uh, people don't remember this before Halo 3 came out on the 360 that was the main game people played was Graw, right yeah and uh so we had clan battles and the clan's name was lucid supremacy i really thought it was amazing. wow and and yeah as a, as a kid <laughs> you're like oh my god we're cool or young adult yeah. i should say at the time because that's probably yeah. what you were uh yeah i was like 20 Xbox. something yeah. like that yeah i was oh uh, yeah uh so anyway let's fast forward all these years Baby Mav grew up. He is now grown man, gamer Mav. Yeah. Uh, so fun speculation, Xbox Ultimate podcast. Uh, how did you start all this? And it, the, the cast, it, like, especially with the Xbox Ultimate, it's huge. Did, yeah. did it always start this way? No. See, I had always listened to gaming podcasts, even going yeah. back to, like, Gamertag Radio, right? Oh, me too. Um, me too. With like Danny Pena and, and Paris, and whole, yeah, and, Paris. Yeah. And Paris came on later, right? If yeah, he ever, came on later. That. Yeah, he yeah. did. Um, and I remember listening to them a lot, right? I, mean, I had to. I downloaded the episodes and put it on my Zoom. Oh no wow, joke. your Zoom. <laughs> yeah, my Zoom. You had no one joke. of those, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So. I did. Yeah, I, I really uh, liked seeing that the gaming was growing and people were doing this like show thing with with podcasting i had listened to podcasts for years I, and mainly like the mainline ones i didn't really know about the youtube scene right so i, I had uh listened to you know uh gamertag radio yep. that was and, my like, very uh, first podcast i listened to was gamertag was it yeah yep. but me too 100 percent. uh and he's actually in the podcasting hall of fame now right yeah um it's crazy man and they started so, on xbox by the way yep 100 yeah. yeah that's why it's called gamertag radio you know um so uh listen to them i listened to like a podcast unlocked i listened to podcast beyond um yeah the too. game trailers crew had uh when they got disbanded from gametrailers.com and they, they formed uh, easy allies i listened to them a lot yep and i'm growing up my i was really into sports i'm a big sports nut right and uh my family always was like because I, that's all i do is talk about this stuff to them right yeah. if, if if somebody at a family event or something brings up 
sports or brings up video games, which none of them can carry a conversation with me with video games. So it's almost like irrelevant to even even bring yeah, it up. You, right? you might as well not. Yeah. But like sports wise, they, they could somewhat. And I, I would get engaged in these conversations just like nonstop talking. Right. Nonstop talking about sports and stuff. And they were always like, you just need to be on the radio. You need to be sports casting all this stuff. And, the, and even at a young age, my dad kind of said that's what I should do. My, my family said that I, that's kind of the stuff I should do. But I was always too chicken to ever try and do anything like that. Right. Um, but sports is actually my like it's lower passion for me other than gaming and, and, and stuff like that. So I one day after like, co you know, COVID became a thing and I'm listening to uh, YouTube more. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I'm like and I see like RDX with you guys and I see um, Xbox, Two. And I'm like, wow, these are just regular guys yep. that are gamers that have found an audience and for their passion in talking about games. And, you know, I've been listening to all those other podcasts for years. I was like, you know what? Maybe I can do that. So I was like, I'm just going to try it. I have no idea what the hell I'm going to do. I'm just going to, like, kick the fear of being on camera because I was always a clown with family and stuff you know at family events i'm always joking around being being crazy i'll do whatever you know i'm one of those guys will do whatever but you you at the time you put a camera in front of me i'm like shut, yeah. shut down you know yeah. i shut down or around people i don't know right it's the same way it was the same yeah. way yeah. so it, it was like a big nervous thing about trying to do something and uh what i did first is i just got a mic a blue yeti mic and i was i just started doing like little sound clip jokey things to try to get comfortable with listening back to myself. Right. Because I think yeah. that's the first hurdle is like being comfortable with like showing other people like things that you make or a little fun things. So I, I started doing that and I started getting more comfortable with it. And then like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do a podcast. So I just started it by myself and I just did Xbox ultimate podcast. And I thought of the, but if I do it, I want to have a brand behind it. Mm -hmm. right i want to have a brand behind it that i feel like could stand for something in the long term right so that's where the name fun speculation came from because uh fun implies the fun and positivity of it all right yeah. like so, this so is what we're did, all doing you, you you had a missed opportunity what about the lucid uh whatever your uh, lucid supremacy yeah <laughs> yeah lucid supremacy yeah that's... You think that would have been good? Yeah. No, no, uh -huh. not at all. I, I just think that would have been funny. I, I just had to bring that up. But this uh... is the loose supremacy. So how did it grow? How did, how did you it go from one to like thirty of you? Yeah, <laughs> to thirty. So I, when I was first doing the show, I was you know just recording it. I even had a camcorder, you know, and I just sit oh, it next boy. to me. Yeah, wow. and I, I recorded it. Then I put it, and I had to do this thing where I like I clap to get the timing right for oh, the audio my God. versus you the video. You did all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did all that in that. So I did that for several episodes. Then I ended up getting a decent webcam. Um, yeah, shout out to the yeah, webcam. It's, it's doing good things for you. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's nice and clear. It's it's, it's a good webcam. Yeah, it's it's, it's not bad. Uh, I want to get one of those like really fancy cameras at some point. You know, but, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm using down the road. yeah, I'm using uh, a camera or a real camera, but uh, it's. My my streams are just not good. I don't know what what it is. I I think it may be uh, some bottleneck in my computer. But anyways, yeah. uh, so now you're doing fun speculation or ultimate uh, Xbox podcast and, and there at fun speculation. Now, uh, how did you get your wife involved? 
in, in, into that. Yeah. Because so that's how it kind of started with this whole thing with the crew, right? Because I've been doing it by myself, and it's kind of hard to talk for forty five minutes to an hour by yourself, yeah. right? I've gotten better at it, but as starting out, especially and. I remember people kept asking, hey, are you going to do a live show? Are you going to do a live show? Because I found it strange. People are actually listening to me on YouTube, right? And uh, and uh, they're starting to give feedback and stuff. They say, hey, you should go live. You should go live. So I'm like, okay, but I'm extremely nervous to go live. At the time, I think it had only been a guest on like one or two podcasts also. So I wasn't yeah. really used to doing the live thing. Um, and I was just like, hey, babe, if I go live, I'm going to need a guest. And I don't, I'm afraid to ask anybody because I don't want rejection. I don't want anybody to say no. It happens. Right? Yeah. So I'm going to, uh, will you please do it? You know? And, and she, she's like, she was no. Already, <laughs> no, she was like, she's like, okay. And she, she's already involved with the channel because she does all the graphics yeah. and stuff for me. And, oh, really? Um, I didn't know that. That's really good. Cool. Yeah. That's cool, man. That it's good stuff. Yeah. She does all our overlays and, um, all the th when when we have thumbnails she does all the thumbnails for all the shows and all that stuff nice um i do the videos but she makes me assets to use in videos also so like if you see our intro all the like names that pop up on the screen and stuff and and all that like she made all those things and i just kind of splice them together she's that's she's cool. has a kind of a background as a a grat with graphics and stuff so uh, i was like hey please uh be the guest you know so we had our first show together and it was just me and her as her yeah. first live show and people seemed to like it you know so we just kept it going the next episode i think um we had rebit and lupa on because i met rebit doing uh next gen squad podcast with mads mads gaming right yeah, mads is cool and, too all good people in the community right there mm -hmm. yeah Oh, and we'd only done a couple episodes of that and I met him and he he was just a cool guy and uh, so he hopped on and uh, Lupa hopped on and it just kind of got organically became just really grew. good friends with a lot of people in the community yeah and certain there's certain people you just really click with you know what I mean um, they kind of become family and it just grew organically like we just added we just added Jasper uh gaming to the to the crew now so you know people have lives so you got 31 now i like there. that yeah. yeah and we got 31. eight so we can't come up with a name for eight it was magnificent seven i don't know what it's going to be now it's going to be how about eight is enough how about that that's a good one Fonz. eight is enough yeah eight is enough i like that yeah that's yeah. what we'll do because that's how many kids i had yeah eight. We, gaming eight together is, is really what happened you know like <laughs> gaming together uh having conversations that's how we started fun yeah, pop and that's and it works because you know why it works because you're all friends yes it's yeah. it's you could tell when you listen to a podcast where certain people aren't friends on the podcast or yes. the chemistry just isn't there and mm -hmm. and that that's what makes things like rdx work you guys yeah. uh the iron lords podcast especially those guys i, I love that podcast man oh, they're it goes great, a little dude. long but i love that <laughs> podcast i love those it, guys it, the smiles like cog smile dude oh, and laughter God. and like king, king david's cracking, cracking jokes they're all addict great. all of them they're just such good people too man so down to earth i want to give a shout out to people in the chat got psychonauts assassin lupa lord roughness mr joanna dark ocd gamer uh blue moon fc gaming fire uh got psychonauts in the, in the house i know he's one of your uh, members yeah. on the show 
Uh, Hargeet Shani is is out there. My boy Hargeet. Uh, Miss K, thank you for stopping by. Great supporter. Uh, I love all these people that show up every week. It really means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. Gaz was in the chat earlier. I know he was just stopping by to say hi. Xbox Obi. Uh, go ahead and check him out as well. He's got his own little YouTube channel going on there. Uh, and he says Mav is awesome. And you are awesome. Obi's awesome, it's, too. Man. It's Timmy is here. Risk it for the biscuit. Uh, I just had to name uh, a lot of you that I see here every week. And I really appreciate you. Uh, and and Assassin Lupa says you guys are like family over there. And uh, I, I yeah. agree. That, you know, that's what it should be like, you know, with a, with a bunch of good close friends. Um, yeah. So... Let me ask, let's let's get into this uh, th- these topics now, okay? Uh, enough about you, Mav. Okay, enough. All yeah. right. No, I'm just kidding. But no, I really like to hear people's <laughs> backstories. Really cool stuff there, and I'm glad that you guys have added uh, 30, uh, 31 members now to your panel. Uh, yes. No, seriously, eight is enough. Uh, you should run. I with like that. that though. Eight is enough. We should we should do that. That 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 you may have just trademarked something for us, Fonz. So all we'll, right, we'll go with that. So. First off, I just want to say, hey, kids, uh, you know, um, you need to get your parents' wallets because I'm about to sell you a web link to a JPEG. Um, we're going to talk about <laughs> NFTs. Oh, boy. NFTs are, are making the news again, and it seems like we can't get rid of these NFTs or the talk of NFTs in the gaming space. They're, I, I have a feeling they're going to get, uh, they're going to be here like the plague, man, like they're going to be yeah. here like microtransactions and much like microtransactions. Uh, I understand from a business sense, Mav, that these yeah. NFTs are very lucrative. Uh, the potential there is huge. Uh, but so are microtransactions, right? Yeah. It's huge, uh, you know, monetary benefit there for these companies. But also like microtransactions for us, the gamer, um, they can be not so good. Yep. And look you've got guys like now uh, apparently square e- square enix's president uh i think his name is yosuke matsuda i hope i'm saying that right apparently he loves the idea of gamers buying nfts in their games and he has big plans for them and that's a quote big plans for them in future square titles he wants players to say and this is a quote play to contribute instead of having goodwill and volunteer spirit for me, Mav, that what that really means is he wants players to pay to contribute. What's yeah. your thoughts on all this stuff, man? Oh, dude, it's like it's a first. I had to take a long time because this was something I've been hearing about in the community for yeah, a while, non- doing shows and stuff. And I had to really wrap my head around what all this meant to begin with, and it started like last year, kind of really starting to learn about how this was going to be a, a wave, you know, mm-hmm. and it's now starting to be talked about like out in the open right yep. so i've had some time to start to think about this and really process it i find it i understand it a very i find it very different than microtransactions personally because my microtransactions are i found a, found a place within certain games like especially like free to play it's created its own model right mm-hmm. where a game can thrive and last years off of microtransactions and paid for content um that is people find value people don't they can choose to buy they can choose not to right and yeah. i i think for gaming it's found a decent place with with microtransactions for some games if some games they still try and 
like ultimate team and madden and all that kind of stuff you know they, they kind of go too far sometimes right uh but nft is a little more scary just because how is it going to transform the games that we play and that's what we don't well, know right now it's really early and that's a good point and, 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 and i want to piggyback off something you said you basically were saying that you know with microtransactions it's very different but it's kind of not in the way that microtransactions have shaped games and the way right. they're made. Yep. They have. Yes. So they have. And it's what possible I'm, this could do the same thing. Yeah. And, it, and I think it will because I don't know, in, unless it becomes overly saturated and overly popular, there's a way that it will, it, that, that might be what kills it because that might be valued enough to make it not worth it in the end. I, yeah. I don't know exactly how they're going to implement it because I saw a tweet just now. I can't remember who tweeted it, but they were made a good point that a lot of the implementation for these NFTs are in online games, right? Yep. Online games at some point the servers get shut down. True. So what True. are the, what are they going to do with these assets that you earn that oh, are real God. world value in a in a game like eight years from now you have this rare NFT item that's it's, worth ten thousand dollars. You know, it, yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's not even, you know, earn necessarily. It's what you buy within these right. games. And and th where does it go? I mean, what happens? I mean, it's it's a lot like what these people are doing when they're buying JPEGs or uh, yeah. little video clips or whatnot on the Internet. And it's like, to me, it's all these non-fungible tokens are, are bragging rights. Hey, yeah. I own this. I own this piece of digital art. It's like. Okay, good for you, but I I don't see the point really. Uh, I understand like within the gaming space, them trying to say, "Hey, you can buy your way or your likeness into a game, yeah. into a character model for the game." I kind of see that and go, "Okay." On one hand, it's kind of cool for some people, but on the other, it's like it's kind of slimy, man. Like, yeah, I, I really don't like the the business of the the whole NFT thing. I I, I don't. I, I think it's weird. I don't it, it understand it. Yeah, it's really I, weird. I think it's a way of applying value to something just for yeah. the sake of it. And I, it's a way of trading funds and money. And it, it, I think gaming and, and media and art is being used as a as a tool as yep. opposed to actually being the value in its in of itself. Colby he says here, he says, I'm sorry. He says, this is just something we don't need to get popular. It can change what we love. And I, I yeah. agree with him 100%. Now, continue. Yeah. So the people got to realize, okay, it, the more popular these NFTs get, the more rare they, the more wanted they are, the more value they have, right? And at that point, who is really winning? Is it the gamer who's getting, got that NFT and gets to sell it for 10,000 or, or whatever, right? Or is it the company that created it that gets, yeah, is in the that gets a cut of every single trade or sale of that item after the fact, right? And that's where the value comes in for the companies. So it's not you got to really think who's this benefiting, and, they, and they'll what they're gonna do is they're gonna pitch it as like you get to own your own content, you get to own your own things, you get to resell your own stuff, you get to do all this. But the bottom line basis is it's only extremely. Uh, profitable and opportunistic for the creator of it yes. to begin with right 100%. and that is the publishers who are already filthy rich right facts um Speak and they don't have. need to be flooding 
the market with these NFTs that are going to get kids and also young adults and stuff uh, acting like this is the uh, next wave of of um, asset management. I don't know, dude. It's just really yeah, strange, and, man. I, I don't. I don't. And really part of me is I, like, part of me is like, what if I don't want to see your dumb face in my game? What if I don't want to see you in my game? Like, you know, yeah. honestly, like, what if it's a famous person? I just don't like that famous person. I don't want to do anything. I, I don't want to have anything associated with that famous person. And he's got a stupid face in my game because, hey, mm -hmm. I paid for it. You know, I bought that yeah. right to be in that game. It's it's just, it's dumb. And I know that is a very minor thing, but I, I'm just saying. like, it, It's almost it, like this has come to fruition of, you remember when 360 had their big E3 promo and they, they were like yeah. showing you could create your own skateboard and sell it for real money? You remember that back in the day? Uh, you're right. It was, it's just like, actually, they figured out a way to make this happen. The crazy thing is, is yeah. according to like what Phil Spencer and uh, all these guys are saying, they're like, they don't really see the value of it for the gamers and the, the community. And no. if Microsoft is even saying that at this point, a trillion dollar company, you got to think like, are they, <laughs> what's behind this? What's driving this motivation? And it's, and it's money. It's purely just money. It's nothing beneficial for the yep. gamer in and of itself. Yep. I can make an argument in some cases for microtransactions to be beneficial to a gamer, right? I cannot personally make an argument at all for NFTs to add value to games. That's true, man. Risk it for the biscuit. Thank you, brother. He says, when you look at Destiny and vaulting, uh, the vaulting situation over there, you've got to be very wary about NFTs and ownership and the ownership aspect. Access isn't controlled. It's 100% right. Destiny is vaulting so much. I don't know if you followed, but basically, if you play into Destiny now, there is big chunks of story content going away, yeah. being vaulted. That if you were just getting started, you're going to be confused on what you're playing. Like, yeah. if you're if you're down there for the story anyway, uh, it, it it's crazy. Like, and, and to to think that NFTs can be implemented there and then vaulted later, that that's insane. You paid for yeah. nothing. You're a clown. Yeah, just point. like that's like just Ultimate Team. That's one of the things like about those some of these games like Ultimate Team and like um, uh, with the that's why I'm kind of against how they do their microtransactions and stuff is because people yeah. they have a pay to win formula with with their game and then at the end of the year everything that you've poured potentially thousands of dollars into which a lot of people have is actually worthless completely yeah. worthless yeah uh, shout out to Neo GameSpark in the chat what's up my brother uh, glad to have you here uh, in the chat checking uh, you know the show out I appreciate you man thank you Colt as well man good friends. Uh, well, let's go into another topic because I'm kind of done talking about, you know, this whole yeah. NFT thing, you know, it, it, whether or not you like it, uh, you know, I, I get it. But to me, it's no, only people that deal. like it are like financial investment type people. Yeah, but I've seen some gamers argue for it. Well, maybe I want my face in the game and I'm like, man. they can do that. You can do that in 2K right now without yeah, an NFT. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You don't have to pay for it. Um, especially yeah. like auctioning something like that off is really slimy. Just they've been doing faces and games since the 360 era. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to make it an NFT. No. Uh, all right. So let's get into this. Uh, so GoldenEye 007, if you know the game from the N64, it's yep. being teased for release this year on the Xbox. Uh, you played it, right? Oh, yeah. Sure I, had a, I had a 64, played the crap out of that. Um, Golden Gun. Um, 
I loved and the game, man. I thought it was amazing back so in the great. day. But the that controller like, scheme. Remember the controller scheme? That, it, it that was weird. Oh, it was really weird with the one uh, stick. But here's a fun fact. I don't know if many of you know this. You could have hooked up two controllers and played with the, the thumbsticks at the same time. And it was it yeah. would act like a regular joystick really? with two analog sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of people knew that. Uh, but it was weird to control it like that. Well, that controller was really weird in the first place. Yeah, right? it was. <laughs> it's like but, it had but the it's... thing sticking down the bin. I, I still love it, but it was how, strange. How do you feel about it coming to Xbox and not Nintendo? Strange, man. It's, it's, um, it's weird, right? I mean, even though Rare's with Microsoft, it's still a little weird to, to process. No, I remember seeing the leak, but I don't remember. Was there an, there wasn't an official announcement yet? Not right? an official, but they've shown leaks where they've shown achievements and all right. of that. So yeah, I wonder so. if it's still possible. It still could come to Nintendo because there's nothing to leak achievement wise for Nintendo, right? So I won't rule that off the table yet. However, man, it's just something that I think was rumored to have been in the works a long time ago, but they couldn't get the licensing done, yeah. so it got shelved. I just want to know how much work they're going to put into it to bring it you know kind of remastered into you know current standards for gameplay because yeah um, yeah you know what but like i said when you had two controls it felt like yeah you know just like having a dual analog joystick today mm -hmm. so i mean but you you do have to bring it up in terms of uh some of the mechanics and some and the graphics and stuff like that you you'd want them to to make it look better polish yeah, it up I, a bit it still plays well, but like it plays well for a how old is it now? Like third, yeah. uh, 25 years old, 26 years old, something like that. Um, it was a great game, absolutely it really loved was. it. Uh, it was. I it was Halo CE back on the 64, that's yeah. how much we played it like multiplayer. Uh, always we're having the the four player split screen. To uh, me, it's it's like that nostalgia factor for me. Yeah. Like, it always brings me back to that, thinking about playing with others and stuff. But honestly, the first thing that jumped in my mind it, when I heard about this come, possibly coming, well, it, it is. It's coming this year. You yeah. know it is. But this is the first thing. I don't know if you saw the video of the dad that was getting beat at Call of Duty from his uh, by his son. No. And I so he turned on the N64 and, and turned this game up. I'm going to show it right now because... Oh, player, this is your ass, player. This is your ass, player. You don't know nothing about this, player. Oh, shit! Damn! Whoa! It's been a long time. Oh, whoa, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. Here you go, watch it. <laughs> Damn right, player! Damn right, player! Come on, we gonna watch your, watch your ass! Woo! Go over now. I love that clip. Oh man. I love it, dude. Now, <laughs> that's, great. Th that's a guy that that's that nostalgia factor, man. And as yeah. soon as I heard it, I, I thought of that video right away because I, I, that guy's hilarious. He's just like sitting there going, no, I'm going to bust your ass in this game. Let's go, you know? <laughs> and the kid just puts the controller down and walks away. Like He's, he's like, just, what is this? Yeah, look yeah. at the graphics. He's like, look at the graphics. He's all, no, you just don't know. And it, it was like that, man. That game was just so good back in the day. Mm-hmm.
It was great. Yeah, I'm glad the chat enjoyed that. I, you know, it, it it's just uh, it's the nostalgic factor. We're going to be uh, getting that, I'm sure, sometime this year. And when it does come out, I'm definitely going to pick it up and play. I know you will too. Because oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean that that's something. To, if it's rare, I'll probably be in Game Pass. I would assume. Yeah, you know? I, that's dude. I can't. I can't wait uh, to play that and that and see if the old skills come back. Because I was. I was. That's one game I was actually pretty good at. Back really. Yeah. Cool. But you only have a small sample size to judge yourself against, you know? Yeah. And I was just friends. It's, you know, you didn't get to go online and really face the real competition. So I, I don't know. Um, and yeah. So that's coming out. And I'm going to get through some of these topics pretty quick. Uh, Oculus 2 sales apparently boom this Christmas. Many are speculating it's because of the lack of PS5 and Xbox Series consoles uh, being available, of course. Uh, one of the one of the dev teams that ha- have a game out there on Oculus, uh, I think the game is Gorilla Tag or something. He mm-hmm. says that they had a, they saw a boom of over three hundred and forty four thousand users Christmas Day. Wow! So That's apparently crazy. Oculus is selling great. And yeah, what do you think about that? Do you think that this could be like an a step up for the uh, the VR game? Maybe maybe it it gets out of that niche realm soon well we actually are one of the people that got one for christmas we got one for my daughter Uh oh for christmas because she was always uh when she's at her friend's house her friend had one and they would play beat saber on it all the time yeah and i was never like okay i had a rift when it first came out you know and i had to like set up the stands you know and hook up the wires to like the the pc and all that stuff and Mm -hmm. um and i just i got real sick when i was playing it all the time i just didn't have a great experience me too with it. so i was kind of like eh, you know vr is not for me right yep. uh we got one for her for christmas um it was her big gift this year she was extremely excited and um trying it out man i have to say you know i think it's come such a long way and with the with the quality and the uh it, without being tethered to anything uh Plus, you get that you still get a decent quality on the screen. Um, it's I think it's a game changer. Well, tell so me about I think the, it's adding into the ease of access. Tell me about the motion sickness. Are you are you still getting that or no? Not with this. I, I haven't really played like any of the types of games I was trying to play back then. Oh, okay. But what I've been doing is exploring more of like the uh, social apps and stuff like that. Um, okay. Somebody had told me about one called Big Screen yeah. VR. So uh, I think it was Kaysante. I, I saw him talking about it, oh, and uh, yep. And he was talking about um, the way, the best way to watch uh, Battle Angel, um, and uh, Elita Battle Angel. And uh, he said 3D in the Oculus Quest 2 is absolutely amazing. So I was like, okay, so how do I do that? So somebody told me to check out big screen VR. So I was looking, and I just started watching like the movie trailers for the 3D movies in there, and in, the, in this uh, thing. So it's like you're sitting in an actual theater. Right, you can pick up popcorn. You can pick up a drink. You can oh, look around. Funny. There's people sitting behind you. You know, you can you can like wave and say hi. That's you know, hilarious. and then you got this big screen in front of you, and you sit there and you can watch a 3D movie like you've never seen it before. That's, uh, crazy. that's what's that's crazy doing it for me, right? Yeah, you know, one of the uh, applications I would love to use in a VR, honestly, outside of gaming, would be because I do think that there is. Uh, VR, there is a, a space for VR in the gaming mm-hmm. space. Like, 
there's there's a cool evolution to to gaming within VR, and I I think that it could be really huge one day. I think when they perfect this thing and they're able to get it out on everybody's heads, including mine, I get motion sickness even in some first party, uh, I mean first person games, regularly. You know, aside from VR, so you know for me it's kind of tough, but I I hope one day they can rectify that because there's things like. I would like to do anyway is like traveling the world through VR. Yeah. Like going to see certain sites and, you know, big famous spots and stuff. Like that sort of stuff I think could be really cool. And and, and for, for an old guy like me that just wants to sit on the couch and visit somewhere, you know, outside of this mm-hmm. uh, United States. So I can see stuff like that, you know, that I'd like to do. And I could probably handle that on, on a VR, to be honest. Yeah. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I, I think it could be something... I, I don't want to make this a huge discussion because, again, we want to get into uh, some other things. But, uh, yeah, man, I, 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 I'm glad that you, you are enjoying it. Is your daughter enjoying it, though? Yeah, she she really likes it. She uh, she That's loves good. it. She's She likes doing, like, the uh, the apps where, you know, she can be, like, an anime character and walk around mm. and, like, with her friends and stuff like that, you That's know. That's cool. Um, so she really likes that. I, I just think the ease of act, the um, barrier for entry is lower now right because you, yeah, you can get it no, it's for, true it's like 300 bucks and there's some lots of free stuff in there to do as well you know so you can just get it you you charge it you plug it in put it on and you're pretty much good to go right that's awesome. uh, which is way easier than it was before so i i think that that's where we're seeing the growth and i think it's only going to get better in that regard because you're going to see yeah. um over time the technology get better you're going to get like lighter weight headsets you're going to get smaller headsets and uh, better resolutions better resolutions all, that. all yeah. that yeah yeah exactly risk it for the biscuit says i'd love to see xbox do vr bethesda vr fire yeah yeah but, well you know i don't know if microsoft really wants to get into it right now because of the niche market but who knows if oculus keeps blowing up like this they they may you know adapt you know a third party or something or something maybe like that who knows well here's the thing vr isn't big enough to drive the success of a console yet yeah not yet right so eventually when vr becomes like a must-have on the system which is right now it's not you know like people it's like it's kind of like a niche thing you you oh yeah enjoy vr or you don't or you don't really care about it when it becomes a mainstay and an expectation they'll do it but at that point the technology is going to be so great you're probably just going to grab like a something just slap on your head you're good to go you know yeah, what i mean it's yeah. going to connect automatically to the uh to the uh, xbox so once it gets to that point i think they're going to go all in on it but i, I definitely think it's ways off yeah I, I definitely think that it has a place in the future of gaming and and that's basically the main topic of the show today and i know we're getting to it <laughs> pretty late here but we'll have to go a little bit over the hour mark unfortunately uh or fortunately depending depending on how you look at it mav or the audience but uh yeah so I'm used to long shows, Fonz. That's <laughs> well, we're not going to go that long. I assure okay, you. Okay. Uh, I, I I hate to go too long. Anyways, but yeah, it is all a part of the future of gaming. For that's how I feel anyway. Uh, but I can't even use it right now. I got to get over this whole motion sickness and everything. Yeah. But I did hear Cognito told me uh, he he let me know that you know with the advancements of these uh, these units now uh, that they are getting better for people that do have motion sickness. So. Who knows? Maybe one day I'll be able to do that. And real quick, before we get into more of this uh, conversation here, I just want to say that if everybody could, please hit that like button. 
and uh, share this out if you can uh, after the fact or now, whatever. I, I would appreciate it because I do want to grow this podcast. Uh, and also, I want to let everybody out there know that if you're a PS Plus subscriber, uh, check your email because apparently uh, Sony is just randomly giving extensions to their PS Plus accounts So for January. So if you have not uh, you know, paid for PS Plus this January yet or whatever, check your email account, see if you've got something there. There might be an extension. So anyways... Mm-hmm. Let's talk about more about the future of gaming and especially 2022, Mav. 2022 is looking fantastic for gaming. Is there anything like, I shouldn't say, is there anything coming in 2022? That's a dumb question because what are the games you're looking most forward to? That That is the question because there's way more than one. Oh, they, I, they, there's a crap ton, man. Yeah. Um, Starfield is number one right now. Oh, for me down. too. Starfield's number one. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to Redfall to see what that is because Arcane's coming off of Deathloop, right? And this is going to be a co-op open world type situation here. And that's something my wife's excited to play. So that's what has me more excited uh, to play with friends, right? Um, so Starfield, Redfall, um, as far as on PlayStation, I know a lot of people are saying, Hey, this, this game's not looking great right now. Um, but I'm actually... I I am yearning for the nostalgia, like we're talking about nostalgia. I'm yearning for Gran Turismo to be good. Really, That's I really the... want it to be good. Oh, I, look, I don't want it to be bad. I, <laughs> yes. I, I, but I haven't yearned for a a, a racing game in many many yeah. years. I just don't I don't care for them all that much. Like. I dabble in them, but I'm not a big racer. So that's why I love Game Pass with Xbox because their forces just go right in there, and I can try them out for you know, ten twenty minutes and then move on. You know. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It, it it'd be really interesting to see because I think I think Forza Motorsports going to uh, come out this year as well towards yep. the end of the year. Yep. Yeah, and it, all signs point to yes. If we get a year where Gran Turismo and Forza Motorsport comes out the same year, it's oh, just interesting. Man. It's really fun, man. It's, I, it's interesting, yeah. Forza's been killing Gran Turismo for a decade or more. Uh, so it'll be... I, I just hope Gran Turismo is, it, is at least good enough to have some kind of conversation now about, like, hey, is there something Forza could take from Gran Turismo? Is there something... Gran Turismo could take from Forza, but uh, Gran Turismo has been such non-existent, really, in the, in the marketplace for so long that it's like there's an afterthought. And I wanted it to come back strong. I really do. I, I wish they would stop using their uh, those those camera tricks and everything when they're showing their game and they're like, bas- well, yeah. basically so- showing you the replays and the the you know real time mm-hmm. photo realistic replays that they've had forever. They keep showing that you know all the time, and they're like. People are like showing it off as if it's gameplay, and it's like no, no, no. Yeah, they've always had those fancy photorealistic graphics in their replays, and uh, that's that's a different animal altogether than the oh gameplay. yeah, for sure, man. But, it's um, what I always liked about it was more of like the grind of the progression of earning vehicles and stuff was like more of like a um, and the I had, I had to I had to earn it, you know what I mean? As opposed to like sometimes with Forza, it's like you're playing and you just like a slot machines are going off constantly they're throwing cars at you left and right so within like 20 minutes you got everything and i don't really feel like i had to work for it you know something gotcha, that, gotcha. i feel i feel like there's something back 
with those older Gran Turismo games that really gave me that grind aspect, that gave me a sense of pride and ownership over what I had done, that I don't feel like Forza is achieving in the motorsport games. They achieve it in Horizon with the pure collection aspect. You want to get every car, right? But with like Forza Motorsport, it's like, I feel like I want to progress and earn yeah. the, this career path. So basically what you're, what you're saying is, you know, you were stuck in a 93 Honda Civic for quite some time back in the PS2 days, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Back yeah, then, that's you what remember I that? Too. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah you, you were forced that. to buy a used car that was crap. You had like $5,000 or something. And you, the yep. first thing you could do is change the muffler. Exactly. Or change the exhaust, right? Exactly. And that, and that got you that extra little bit of horsepower. And, and you thought you were fast enough. and furious. Yeah, you yes. thought you were fast and furious. Here we go. That's why I bought the racing wheel setup and everything for Gran <laughs> Turismo 2 back in the day. Because Dude. I wanted my Honda Civic to be lifelike and real and fast. Yeah. And I, yeah, no. And so how many uh, races did you put in with that crappy car, though? Yeah, a a lot. lot. Right? And so when you, by the time you're able to upgrade to your next car, it was a yep. big decision because you've finally gotten enough money. You can finally move on to something better. And you're sitting yeah. there and you're shopping. And like you got all these used cars to go through. You got the new cars. What, what do you get? And, you, and that decision, you were stuck with it. Right? And I, I kind of like that aspect of it as opposed to a lot of times the games now just throw everything at you like right away. Yeah, um, Lord, Lord Roughness, he, he believes in what you're saying. He says, real talk, in Forza, you can buy a million-dollar car within hours of starting it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a personal taste. Like, I, uh, Forza Motorsport is by far the better game right now. I mean, like, physics-wise, graphics-wise, oh, um, everything. And, they, and, and it's totally next-gen, this one. So Yes, it's, yeah. it's definitely not going to be held back by the Ouya or anything else or even the Xbox One, mm -hmm. to be real. Uh, it's next gen, and uh, they, they've got that new... I, I think it's a new engine, too, right? Or, or Yeah, so this is going to yeah. be the, the Forza Tech engine that they've been working on. This is why this is why it's been so long between Forza Motorsport games, because they skipped, yep. the, skipped the cycle, right? Because they're supposed to be uh, normally Forza Motorsport, Forza Horizon, Forza Motorsport. Yeah, Horizon. every other year. Yeah. And we've gotten used to that every two years release for motor, motor motorsport forza motorsport since the very first one yeah. so this has been like four or five years i think since we've gotten a forza motorsport so i am expecting um huge strides from forza motorsport and i but what i expect it to be is used as more of a platform as opposed to just an individual standalone game because it's going to be it's right. going to live in game pass so I, i'm thinking it's going to be something that we always have access to if you have game pass you're going to have and it's going to update over time with new cars and new tracks and and updates with graphics and stuff like that kind of like how they're handing flights in right okay gotcha i, I kind of feel like that are, are so you mentioned forza you mentioned uh starfield are, are you looking forward to stalker 2 stalker 2 is one that i'm really looking forward to in april yeah yeah soccer 2 uh Man, there's just like so many. I made a video just recently, like about 2022 games, and it's absolutely insane how many games are coming out. Uh, Stalker yep. 2 definitely for sure looks insane right now. Yeah, and then you can't forget we got God of War, Ragnarok, we've yep. got uh, Horizon what, Forbidden Forza, West. Yeah, Horizon for Forbidden West, and that. How, how do you think that game's gonna do? I think I think it's gonna sell a lot. Which one, Horizon? Or Horizon. Adam? Yeah, I think I it's think it will do too. so well. It's the thing about sequels. The second one also tends to sometimes like explode if the first one was a new IP 
and had some success and people really liked it yeah. um the second one has because of the talk and the the um, hype and the buzz around the first game even if it didn't sell as much generates those sales for the second right well it's so it's honestly like the playstation 5's biggest game like yeah. to date like nothing else really comes close to the caliber of something like that that triple a uh, horizon game i mean that's the first one i think that is 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 the their biggest honestly because if you look back this past year what did we have ratchet and clank demon souls Returnal. Uh, returnal you're not looking at those huge blockbuster yeah. games until this comes out really and and it, that's why i think it's going to do numbers yeah. man it's going to be the biggest game on ps4 also that's true too <laughs> forgot about that <laughs> You're and right. So it yeah, it's still cross-gen. Uh, isn't that yep. funny? How the turns and, have tabled. And then <laughs> the turns have tabled. And three to six months later, it'll be a huge game on PC as well. Oh, uh, here we go with the six month. Uh, you know what? I do think PlayStation in the future will have uh, games, games coming out on PC closer to day and date. I yeah. think six months is a good window for that, especially because uh, that still gives you an incentive to pick up a PS5 if you are into that FOMO and you you know, you know, think you're going to miss out on something or, or get the story spoiled for you. Because let's face it, most of their games anyway are very heavily story-based. Yeah. So I, I get it. Like, you know, I have to have a PS5 and an mm-hmm. Xbox, you know, because of all the exclusives on both consoles. I, I have to. I think right now they're what they want to do is wait just long enough to where they have an excuse to bundle it with DLC yeah. so they can sell additional content on console at the same time. So yeah. like and it has to be like a decent substantial amount of content. So I I think that Horizon Forbidden West like 6 months from now or 6 months from release could very much potentially come out with some kind of like director's cut edition or or whatever um with just added content and then that same content be released for pc mm-hmm. at the same time for 70 dollars which i think because they set the precedent they set other companies are setting that precedent now yes. with square Enix, by the way PC. forespoken 70 dollars yeah. on the pc but we've already heard from the pc community that they're gonna go the jack sparrow way we'll see if you catch my drift yes i i with other companies set the precedent they did it they let that happen before when activision announced the price for um call of duty and the whole 70 dollars games thing started and uh, mainstream games media was like oh it's okay it's time to move on to 70 dollars games and all this stuff and and everything then all of a sudden you find out all of playstation's first party lineup is 70 dollars even so much that they hardlined it to the fact when they announced uh what's that uh destruction all-stars game that was was $70 70 bucks and people are like what the heck is going on because it's that at that point you know it's just a a company decision is no actual looking at what are we actually selling here it's just hardlining next gen 70 bucks and that's where they're charging that next gen tax right and Mm -hmm. um there's you know it's crazy that the uh biggest publishers are the ones that took that dive first. Yeah, right? it's 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 the greediest publishers that did yes. that. Yeah. And ones that have a lot of them. Uh, now, it's the not one surprising, thing about, bro. It's not surprising. It's not. The one thing I'll give PlayStation credit for is their games aren't microtransaction heavy, right? 
Um, whereas the other companies that dove headfirst into this, like Activision, yeah. uh, are just thrive on microtransactions. Take two. Thrive so companies on that didn't need, yeah, exactly. And I tell people that all the time. Guess what? This is something that opens the eyes of some PlayStation fans out there. Guess where they make most of their revenue, people? Microtransactions. That is yep. where PlayStation makes the bulk of their money. And when people hear that, they're like, no, nah, they, they sell games. They also sell a ton of microtransactions. Those little Timmy playing Fortnite and everything is what's selling those uh, yeah. microtransactions and, and, and giving making the money for that company. So it, You could make an argument that games should be cheaper than they were actually before, where the argument was made that they need to be more expensive because of inflation. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. you got to take into account the sales actually are going like this, right? Digital. The more, yeah. The, the more people you have buying a product that takes nothing to produce except for the original creation, you're just printing copies. Yeah. Right. You're either yeah. printing copies or you're uh, selling digital licenses. The more it's digital licenses you sell, the less value you actually need to get for each individual one because you're selling more to the masses. See, where so, I would argue the point where it just needs to stay the same is that not right. only has you know it gone more digital now and like. There, people aren't really going into brick and mortar stores buying the, the the actual games anymore. Like there's still there's a ton of people doing it. I understand, but I think the majority of gamers now are digital only, or mostly yeah. digital. I would say. Well, uh, and, the numbers show that too, Fonz, because like but, Capcom even said like eighty percent, I think, of yeah, their sales so, original. But here's the thing about that though, the reason why I say it could kind of just even the plateau and say, hey, just keep games at sixty dollars, mm -hmm. is because the cost of making these games have grown exponentially. Yes. They really have. So, I mean, if you talk a decade ago, a, a game might have costed, you know, 50 to 100 million uh, to make. And now you're looking at upwards of 500 million, you know, for some of these games. Not all of them. Don't get me wrong. Most of these games are not costing hundreds of millions to make. But there are those occasional games that do that. I know Sony puts a lot of money into their uh, production value and their games. Their their story-based games and stuff are pretty huge. They're spending a lot of money on these games. But they're also making a ton on microtransactions. And also now, with the NFTs coming into the game, there's another yeah. thing that could be making a ton of uh, money there for them. I'm going to get to some of these Super Chats. Assassin Lupa, thank you. She says, great sh uh, great show, guys. Loving, uh, love the gaming chat. At Fonz Rally Gaming at uh, Fun Speculation. Thank you for keeping it real. Thank you, Loop. I appreciate that. And of course, we have Gone Mad. Oh, with the 20. Thank you, Gone Mad. You didn't have to go that crazy, but I guess you've gone mad, right? Uh, what did you two gentlemen do on the first day of 2022? Uh, I spent most of the day underground at Mammoth Cave and Diamond Caverns, Kentucky, then drove six hours home in the rain, a uh, storm that turned into a snowstorm. Such a good time. Well, the first part sounded like it would be be a good time, but yeah. driving in the storm, no. Yeah. No, not a good time for me. Uh, and, of course, uh, Ham Solo says, 10-year uh, projects like Halo going to be the norm soon. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if they'll be the norm for every game. Uh, that's, that's hard to do. 10-year projects, think about that. So... Uh, Something like Destiny or Halo now going into that long span of just a continued story. Yeah. That's that's tough to do. Yeah. And because you, you have to keep people engaged for that long. Yeah. And how do you do it, you know? Well, that's the thing. If you 
invest this many years into creating something, it needs to live on for a long time, right? Um, you can't make something that takes seven, eight, nine years to make the which yeah. some of these games are taking now and then have it and people stop playing it like six months after release you know you got to have something that has longevity that continues to sell for years yeah. so one thing that halo did really smartly was with the multiplayer they switched that free-to-play model that gives them ways of keep bringing in new players over time uh with that zero barrier to entry and still being able to sell content over time that's where they found a way to make microtransaction system work now as far as this game it's got some pricing issues i'll say like I, I, I was gonna get into that yes uh they need to fix some of the pricing that they have for the, the microtransactions some of it's overpriced but it's a balancing a act. they gotta figure is. out they gotta yeah. figure that out um but having this game come out and it takes like halo yeah i think it's a six-year development cycle on that one and to have it them say a 10-year plan and to be able to look forward to having this be the primary pillar of the franchise for 10 yeah. years where they're going to add content to it is is a really cool thing i i think if done right it's a good thing um some people say well you just need to do a new game every single like every three years but it's unless you don't want things to push forward with graphics and technology it's really hard for these devs to to do that now uh, yeah, like but we've got a war seen... ragnarok got a lot of flat because it doesn't look a lot different than got a war yeah but right? we, okay but on the flip side you get something like a destiny it doesn't look a lot different from day one destiny you know what i'm saying no. like they, they kind of put yeah. their foot off the gas in, i think that, that was an activision thing too though yeah but I even think... now even now though i mean now that the bungie is away from activision they're still like they got their foot off the gas when it comes to trying to really innovate in the game now they're taking away stuff more than they're implementing yeah. i'm curious though Fonz, how what their bungie's next thing is going to be the thing like... is i i'm uh, yeah that i've i've heard that they're going to make a single player type experience their next game honestly that's what i've single heard. player okay yeah yeah so it's very different but at the same time, like getting back to the Halo thing as well, I agree with you. The free-to-play business model is where you want those microtransactions. But yeah. you're right on the balancing act. Because from my perspective, and I'm not a business major, I don't know much about this stuff. But when I look at the prices of some of this stuff, I'm like, don't you realize if you cut that in half, you will get more sales right. than you would at, at the price they are now? And so, I mean, the more sales to me would mean more money but you'd think they know this like because some of that stuff is insanely priced yeah i wanted the mr chief ai model but i wasn't going to pay 20 bucks for it. 20 you bucks for I mean? an ai yeah no 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 just no that, 10 bucks i would have no. been like okay maybe like i'll think about it you know what i mean but like 20 bucks is just a hard line though but they got microsoft gotta, no yeah, no microsoft the they gotta figure no. that out they're gonna figure that out over time yeah they gotta figure um, that out i think they're kind of trying to go too much with like what some of the competition's pricing model is right off yeah. the bat because like fortnite is has some insane, insanely expensive things but they also have some things that are cheaper and yep. but they give you a lot of stuff for free too um same thing with apex legends they give you a lot that you can earn for free but they also have some overpriced stuff and and, and things like that but they've kind of like been testing you know and working out on on prices yeah but i think the they've time. been doing it I, I think they've been getting it right some yeah. of these companies have been fine-tuning what they're you know what they're charging and stuff and they're getting it right and 
my son plays a lot of those games, Apex, mm-hmm. Fortnite, all that stuff. And, you know, I'm proud of him because, you know, as, as, as a teenager, he sits there and I hear him telling his friends, don't buy this, don't buy that. that that's ridiculous to buy those yeah. microtransactions. They do nothing for you in the game. What are you doing? And it's like, yeah, you get them. But at the same time, I understand that some people do want to buy certain things and support the developers for a free-to-play game. That's a that's a great thing. Like that that's awesome, right? You want to do that fine. But for me, I just don't care. I don't care about a skin or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I just you know, an AI skin for Master Chief, like who cares? But yeah. other people do. And and I, I get it, but I'll be that one guy that doesn't buy into it. Uh but you you just have to get that balancing act, that right uh, balance of how much you charge for certain items. You just have to get it right. And that's the benefit of it is you just absolutely have the choice and you can have just as much fun playing the game yep. with or without buying anything. Now, there will be eventually something that I just can't pass up, right? Because that's happened in Fortnite when they started implementing some of these other things. Yeah. We were playing that quite a bit. Well, um, what irritates me, the thing that irritates me, Mav, is the single player games that implement microtransactions. Yes. You pay yes. $60 yeah. for a game. And then they want you to spend $10, $20, whatever it is, on an XP boost. Yeah. Things like that are just so egregious. I, I, I can't stand mm-hmm. things like that. And people will buy them. And they'll yep. play through the game with an XP boost. And, like, that, at that point, that is kind of a pay-to-win situation within a single-player game. That's yep. asinine. But Yeah, it, I'll, I'll give uh, Microsoft a little crap for this one. Is the map that they charge people for on Forza Horizon? It's yeah. like it's only like two or three bucks, and people just like, oh yeah, it's just three or three bucks. But I'm like, they could have just like had that as a feature in the game and not charge two or three bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a it, these little things they get you with. You know what I mean? It's very it's very interesting how they how they how they how they mm-hmm. do it. But um, it's all depending on how much you want it and are you willing yep. to pay. Right. Risk it for the biscuit says, if the gameplay is good funds and it's free to play, I'm of the mind that you should support them. Same as when there's a good con- a good content creator like Fonz or Mav. I, I appreciate <laughs> as he, that, as he hits that with the five dollars super. Chat yeah, look awesome. at that, man. Yeah, he's getting me right in the gut. But yeah. no, I, I'm telling you, like for me, look, I I don't care. Look, I was duped by horse armor, damn it, way back in the beginning. I bought that stupid horse armor and I was pissed. Like that was the first time I experienced anything like that. I think it was one of the first microtransactions ever. And I was like, oh, you can buy something in the game that's cool. And I bought it, and it did nothing. And I was so mad. I was like, what did I just buy Yeah, that was a huge controversy back then. Yeah, Um, I was so livid, man. And ever since then, I had this just disdain for that type of thing. And then when the free-to-play stuff started coming out, I I get it. I'm more relaxed on those microtransactions. It's like, I get it. You have to get paid somewhere, right? But mm-hmm. just just you have to uh, uh, charge accordingly. You can't sell a, a Master Chief AI for twenty bucks. Let's let's yeah. get real. That's crazy. Yeah, I, or you I agree. shouldn't. Um, but anyways, um, let, let's get past this part. Uh, let's. Uh, so this year we're gonna have some great games. Uh, I, I, we're all excited for so many things this year. I know the chat. Uh, the chat, let me know what your most uh, anticipated game of 2022 is and beyond. Let me know in the chat. Also, uh, yeah, I, I just think that we need to uh, uh, discuss uh, more of 2022 in the games uh, right now. 
real quick yeah before we get out of here yeah we got a, we got a little sidetracked yeah we got sidetracked <laughs> for sure but you know what it I, it's a fun thing to talk about or not fun but it's something i like to talk about is microtransactions yeah. and all that stuff and we yeah. hit a lot of key good points we did so i'm glad we see eye to eye on that mav we really do but yeah the games this year uh we we talked a little bit about you know well, i'm interested in stalker 2 uh I don't know if you said you were interested in that. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna say like some of these games that look crazy impressive like that. I, I'm still kind of like up in the air. How good is it going to be? I got to get my hands on it and try it. But right now, it looks insane. It yeah. looks absolutely insane. So I'm, I'm super excited. To That'll try. be the. I think is that the first Unreal Engine Five game to hit the console. I think it is. Is it really? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm I not sure. I know the first one because that's those... in April. That's an right, I know they had the the, the, the the new style character models and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there, right. So I think it's the first one to be in the Unreal Engine five engine, and then uh, I know Hellblade two. They're working on that, mm-hmm. uh, but that's not going to come out till probably twenty twenty three. That's what I think. I, I'm I think guessing twenty twenty three on that as well. Yeah. Uh, anything else from PlayStation you're looking forward to? By the way, I, we talked about Gran Turismo. Um, Horizon Forbidden West. I'm excited to to play that. I couldn't get into the first one. I tried. I played. A, I played quite a bit of it. It just didn't ever click with me. Um, that happens sometimes with story based games, right? Yeah. Um, and other. I'm trying to think what all is on the slate. Um, they had those your, three major games, right? What's your favorite type of game? My favorite type of game. Okay, I I love. Your genre. Well, I love multiplayer games first off, like Halo and stuff like that. But besides that, like if it's like a different type of game, I love a really good story. Okay. Right? So you're looking forward to Pokemon Legends, right? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Definitely not. Dying I, Light I, 2. I really what about Dying Light 2? Dying Light I'm 2. looking forward to Dying Light 2, man. Uh Dying Light 2 it should be great. The first one, man, like at night, you got stranded at night. I- I can't do it, man. Motion sickness. <laughs> Again, it, it strikes yeah. me in games like that with parkour and fast action. Right. Oh, man. That and Mirror's Edge, I get sick right away. Yeah. And what about Elden Ring? You into Souls? See, so I'm, I'm Souls not. games, I've always kind of had a... I've wanted to be into them, so I play every one that comes out, and I try it, and then I don't have the patience or time that yeah. I used to to push through, Right. And gotcha. I find it more of a frustration thing. And the, for the most part, it was because it was lacking the motivation from the story. There was no story, nice. right? So I'll, I remember playing a little bit of Sekiro, and I was like, okay, I can actually, oh. I think this one's actually better because there's a little bit of story here. I'm hoping. And the setting was cool. Yeah. Did you finish it? No, I have it not yet. I, I didn't play it until... Right. Like after it got the boost, I think on okay, um, so Series X, I just kind of tried it for a little bit. I beat Bloodborne back in the day on the PlayStation yep. Four. Loved it, loved it. It was hard, but I I, I got through it. Uh, never played a regular Souls game, so yeah. I, I don't have any experience there. They don't interest me for some reason. And my sons mm-hmm. would play it. My 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 adult sons now, uh, they would play it back in the day, and I would just watch it, and I just had no interest. They just kept dying all the time, and. Just, I was like, nah, no, thank you. What about so, Neo? Did you play Neo? No. So then Sekiro came out, and I go, yeah. okay, I liked Bloodborne, and Sekiro, I like the aesthetic. I like where, you know, the, the setting, everything. So I jumped into that because I'm a Tenchu fan and stuff from back in the day. Yeah. It kicked my butt, man. I, yeah. I, I tried to beat a boss 38 times, Mav. 
38 <laughs> times. And I, I, before I broke my controller, I just set it down and I said, uninstall, walked away. I, mean, I wow. And I, I swore off from software from now on. Like, I'm just done. Until they announce a Bloodborne 2 and then I'm back. So, yeah, I, I just love Bloodborne. It, it, was, it was a fun game. I liked the weapons and I liked the, the aesthetic of the game. Everything about it. It was just really cool. So, so one thing with some I games, I tend to, like, get drawn away from, like, very dark, oppressive feeling games right yeah um that's one thing like bloodborne like i got pretty far into it but i, I just got sick of I, it got to the point where i was like i didn't want to boot it up anymore because like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna probably get frustrated and feel depressed when i'm gonna yeah. when I turn this yeah. game on you know so certain games like like the last of us doesn't click with me for that same reason really right of that game um, the first one. but uncharted is my favorite playstation franchise Uncharted's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Love so The Last of Us, though. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't like that. Wow. I, I, dude, it's an amazing game, but I don't like the way it makes me feel when I play it. Uh, depression? I don't, yeah, it's just like, I don't know, man. It makes me feel depressed. Like, like, I, man, I like, like, I live, I get immersed into it and I, I don't, I don't look forward to turning it back on. Okay. See, right? I like feeling emotions in games, but I'm with you on The Last of Us 2. The Last mm -hmm. of Us 2 made me feel the way you felt about the first one. I yeah. had no enjoyment whatsoever in The Last of Us 2. The gameplay was tight, really good, graphics amazing, story horrible. Just horrible. Yeah. I, I hate it. And and there, 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 there is nothing satisfying within that story whatsoever. And it just makes you feel like an utter piece of crap playing <laughs> that whole thing. I, I'm just yeah. being real, bro. And, uh -huh. and, and that's why I could not play it. Z Black Rider said he's looking forward to Scorn. That's a game, another game coming out this year that yeah. a lot of people have. It was supposed to come out last year, by the way, in like yeah, October, it was. and it never happened. Risk it for the biscuit. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. He says I played the Elden Ring tech test. You know what? I signed up for that, even though I was swore yeah. off from software. I said, hey, if I get in, I get in. I didn't get in. He said I hate Souls, but it was really good. The co-op needs to be expanded a bit, but I loved it. Hot tip, magic user. It's good. Elden Ring is, going back to Elden Ring, though, I think that's the one that could really get me into this because it's, like, open. And I think you're going to have more ways of approaching things. Yeah. And also, I feel like there's going to be a story here that is going to motivate me okay. to play through it. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. What about Bayonetta 3? You looking forward to that? Um, If it wasn't only on the Switch... Gotcha. Makes a lot of sense. Suicide Squad. Absolutely. Hands See, down. Super excited oh, for that. Man, I, I'm the only one that's not. I, I guess oh, really? I'm the only one that's not. And that's because this is one of those games. Now, I know you can play it single player, but yes. this is one of those games I think puts a heavy emphasis on co-op. Right. It, 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 I think it wants you to be playing co-op. So I think, I, I'm not a big co-op guy. The, I think the AI guys are potentially going to be with you yeah see and i'm I, I don't care for that too much unless you have full control over them like right. um like so, uh, guardians back in the day yeah yeah and back in the day like ghost recon the first one you were able to move your guys where you wanted to you can oh, stop yeah, yeah. them where you wanted them to stop and all that stuff i love that. i like and i enjoy that type of gameplay but if they're just running around with me yeah I don't care. It's like playing co-op with somebody. And I, I'm not a big co-op guy. I've never been. So it's just, 
whatever. Yeah, like but Halo, I don't the care graphics about look whatsoever. great. The graphics look amazing on on Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. I think I think it's gonna be good, man. Uh, if it's Rocksteady, right? Yeah, I know. They it, have, it's got to be good. They have not failed me yet. That last I, what has, what has concreted it for me is the last trailer that they had where they actually showed the gameplay because it looks like yeah. Sunset Overdrive meets oh, like that's not a good Suicide analogy. Squad on on steroids. Yeah, and that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, except you can run around on the ground without dying. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's a bit different. Right. But uh, Breath of the Wild two. What about that? Um, I didn't finish Breath of the Wild one. I want to be into Breath of the Wild two again. The Switch kills pretty much almost every game for me. Yeah, I know. I always say it. I have two Switches at the house. My son plays one all the time. Uh, he plays. He goes between that and Xbox. Uh, he loves his Series S, by the way. I gave it to him for Christmas. He loves that thing. Uh, he gets all those frame rates now, those high frame rates. Yeah. He loves it. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, the Switch just... Nintendo needs to make a, a, a decent, traditional console, man, with some power. They yeah. need that. I'm sorry. And this is so underpowered. It's like, I don't know, man. The only game I'm looking forward to from Nintendo this year is Triangle Strategy. Yeah. Because it is like a, it seems like a spiritual successor to Final Fantasy Tactics. And yeah. you don't need, like, it can look like ass. I don't, I don't care. Right. But it's like a game it like a Zelda like game, yeah. a Zelda game. I want it to look great, you know? And I, not not that the art art style doesn't look great. The art style looks great, but I just have this feeling when I'm playing it. If it was on something that was even as powerful as the Series S, what yeah. could they have created? Exactly. I, I you tell know, myself that all the time. Like Nintendo, you could have done wonders with a powerful console. Like they used to be the the, the ones that innovated all the time back in the day. Yeah, they no 64, longer man. are that company. 64 was cutting edge people forget about it was that. and 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 that's the funny thing because when i tell people that you know i had an n64 at the time and i didn't get a playstation right away and my my whole thing was well before the playstation really took off the n64 was the the cutting edge console it was yeah. the innovative console the games on there looked and played phenomenally back in the day uh i had no issue with the n64 it, i did the controller the controller yeah. was garbage but what were you going to do about it? Anyways, that wraps up the show today, guys. I had a fun time talking with you, Mav. Seriously, always fun. And had a great time with the chat today. They were involved. That's what I love about the shows. I'm sure you do, too, on your shows. Yeah. Uh, the chat always getting involved in stuff is so awesome. 2022 amazing. is going to be a great year for gaming. Uh, and beyond, it's going to be amazing. This generation, I really feel it's going to be just a fantastic one. Mav, let everybody know out there. Uh, about your channel, your podcast, all that stuff. Let them know. Yeah, thanks uh, also again for asking me to be here, Fonz. Uh, it means a lot that you think of me enough to have me as a guest on your show. Of course, so man, that. of course. And you're right. The chat is absolutely amazing today. So um, if you guys don't know where to find me, check out on YouTube, Fun Speculation. Also, Twitter, Fun Speculation. Uh, YouTube, you can find all of our shows. We have... Uh, multiple shows that we do live and also i stream games a lot right so um on wednesdays we have fun pop we talk about movies and tv shows and some, and some game stuff on there uh thursdays we have pm and the pm where me and pong sold deep dive into specific topics kind of PM in the pm what does that yes. stand for huh 
Pong and Mav in the PM. Nice, nice. Yeah. I kind of knew so that's that, on but... Thursday nights. Um, and that's going really well. Pong and I like like to have great conversations, kind of like Bonds and I were doing here right 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 now. Um, and then Friday nights we got Xbox Ultimate Podcast with Eight is Enough. Eight is enough. Um, <laughs> there you go. With it with eight is enough. Uh, that uh, we have an awesome panel full of amazing people on there. Our family. We have a blast on Friday nights. It kind of goes left a lot. I'll say that on Friday nights, which which is fine. Um, and then Saturdays is fun speculation podcast where we cover um, cover PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, all of that stuff. And uh, that's with uh, Gaming Key and also Fuzzy Belvedere, two awesome guys in the community. Oh, Key well. is so, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's an amazing guy. He was one of the first people to really start stumbling into my chats that was like an established YouTuber and streamer and stuff. His, and I his remember camera call, quality is excellent. Man. It is, dude. I don't know dude. how he achieves all this. I don't man. know. Like, I don't know. He is super underrated. Like he, he doesn't have enough time because of his yeah. job to put out the kind of content that he wants to, which is, is his passion. But that guy is just such a genuinely great dude. And he just was like super supportive when I had like two people watching a stream or, or a show or something yeah. early on. He'd be like, "Hey man, you got something going here? Keep it up!" And it just just stumbled in, you know what I mean? Like a great guy. But now he's on one of our shows on yep. Saturday, Fun Speculation Podcast. So check that out there as well. And nice. uh, like uh, like um, all of them are available on audio as well. So Apple Podcast, uh, Google Podcast, Spotify. Yeah, that's good to know. So is this podcast, guys? Thank you all for listening. Uh, I really appreciate you, chat, always coming out to to watch the show or listen to it. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. Again, like I really appreciate you, Mav. Thank you for coming on. And the, the show ran long today. This is probably my longest episode, but that's because we were having a great time chatting yeah. about games. And that's what it's all about here. And uh, I appreciate all of you. Until next time, guys, game on. Game on.